Hey everyone, welcome to God, Growth, and Gap. We are three guys in our 20s that want to share with you our journey in developing big projects in our areas of small church ministry. Join us as we DIY our vision for the future and how we can help ministry leaders dream big on a small budget together. I'm Nathan. I'm Josh. And I'm Dylan. And we want to thank you for joining us today. Well, guys, as we are back for another episode, I first just want to give a huge shout out to God. I'm no longer congested, so I hey. don't sound silly and goofy and weird anymore. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as we jump into this episode, the topic that we wanted to focus on first is team unity and specifically team unity at a staff level. Um, so we just wanted to share real quick why we think as individuals first, why staff unity is important. So... Yeah, I mean, I've been a part of uh, quite a bit of staffs, I, w- <laughs> I would say. I've had a lot of kind of odd-end jobs. Um, and I think the only thing that makes me actually like a job um, is the unity in between staff people. And I think that ministry is the most important. Um, <laughs> I remember working at a, at a kid's camp, and I got paid a whopping Two fifty an hour. Oof, balling. Yeah, so I mean, if it wasn't for the money, um, <laughs> I. But I think that was my. I mean, other than being here, it was my favorite job, just because I was working with my friends. I was working toward the goal of sharing the gospel um, to kids, and I've I've worked at a lot of places since. And if there's not a unity in between staff, if there's not a friendship, a um, just a general relationship of respect in between staff people. Um, I think that's where people automatically get the, the dread of the nine to five and waking up in the morning and, and just ready to be home already and ready for it to be six o'clock. Um, and I can say that while I've been here, <laughs> uh, we'll get into that later, but that's <laughs> definitely not true. Yeah. <laughs> Two, six o'clock, six o'clock in the morning, you know, same thing. <laughs> yeah. As for me, um, I've come from, this is the only ministry job that I've had, so it's, uh, it's a lot different out in like just non-ministry jobs, <laughs> and I think anybody listening who is in that boat could probably attest to the same thing. Um, but yeah, unity is extremely important because whenever you just immediately sense it, when there's just something off about the team, it could be one person, it could be five, it could be the entire team. (laughs) But as soon as this stuff happens, it just ruins your entire day, sometimes can ruin your week. And, uh, if you're not careful, it can ruin customer experiences or worse, like, you know, lawsuits can come from it. I've seen some crazy stuff, but yeah. And I think even too, um, it was actually funny because I had a conversation with someone about a few weeks ago uh, and they talked about, you know, the last time they had spoken to their co-workers was the last day that they worked before they retired. Hmm. And for myself, like I couldn't imagine, like even <laughs> us three here, you know, like right. Josh and I went to college together and, and did all four years together and then getting to hang out with Dylan. I think, you know, they're not just people that I work with and staff members, but, you know, my friends, we hang out after hours even when it's like 11 30 and and you know so i think it's just important that you know it might seem a little redundant or even kind of obvious but i think a lot of times what's overlooked is the intentionality of unity and i think more than anything when we look at scripture when we look at 
you know, Jesus's ministry and his time on earth, like what he was really teaching was a unity amongst the people. Um, we look at the Jews and Gentiles as, as they learn that Jesus is Messiah. And then it's like all of Paul's letters are like, guys, we need to be unified. Guys, we need to be unified. Hey, mm. stop being disunified. Well, even the, even the um, initiation of the Catholic Church, that just means global, um, essentially just the unified church. And so that's what the whole idea was from the, from the very beginning, was to make this, um, <clears throat> this Christian church something that, you know, whether you're from Ephesus or, or Rome <laughs> or um, today, if you're from Ohio, uh, you, can, you can be a part of this, <laughs> of this unified church. And we're not Catholic. Um, <laughs> what? No, I didn't know this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so obviously I think it's important first from a biblical standpoint to recognize the importance of unity on your staff team. Um, even like just having little devotionals during your meetings, the importance of it, yeah. stressing and explaining uh, unity, but also unity in the mission. I think especially, um, again, for the three of us, we jumped into a church that's been operating for at least 30 years now. You know, and so it's had its mission long before we were born even. Um, <clears throat> so I think for a lot of people who jump into something like that, um, if you don't know the mission statement or if you're not unified behind the, the mission statement, like that will throw off the entirety of your time in the mission field, um, whether that's in the church or just wherever you're going. If you don't see yourself unified to the mission, um, that's really going to impact the way that you do ministry. Hmm. So, and, and, you know, to kind of even look at that, to start with that, we want to look at the, the flip side of that, the dangers of disunity mm -hmm. and kind of what, you know, the way it creeps in, you know, negative thoughts, negative actions, um, sneakiness or bad mouthing, all those negative things that you don't want in a team. Hmm. Yeah. I've, I've heard stories about, um, how this, how this church kind of operated before, before a, a long time before any of us got here, but um, we've heard, we've heard stories of, I mean, people who were on staff here that just dreaded to come to meetings and they felt like someone was going to yell at them for absolutely no reason. And, um, I mean, that's not, <laughs> that's not how a church <laughs> operates. If you're, uh -huh. um, if you're scared to be with your coworkers because they're so, um, I don't know, violent, I guess violent or so Just so hostile. Hosti that's, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I hope you're, I almost said hostage. So I'm glad I didn't say <laughs> that. I thought uh, it would be great. But if you're scared for your, for your job because of your hostile coworkers, then um, the ministry of God is not going to continue. Um, and so I think that in a church to have that mission statement, and to have that um, that unified goal and and what you're working towards is, I mean, it's it's absolutely necessary. Um, here, our our mission statement is to connect the disconnected and build the believer, uh, and so I think that that leads all of us into the um, understanding that sometimes we got to do things that maybe old church people. Um, and I don't mean people who are over the age of 50, but I just mean people who've grown up in a church. It could be a, it could be a 20 year old. It could yeah. be a 80 year old. It could be a, who knows what. Um, but the people who have grown up in church, sometimes we have to abandon that idea 
of, you know, what are you used to, to connect the people who are outside of the ministry. Mm. And that's a hard thing to do <laughs> um, when talking about unity, because that idea is so very different for so many people. Mm, that's 100% yeah. true. Yeah, and I even think about when we discuss, right, having that unity in the mission. I think one of the first steps that anyone can take, um, again, we're in the context of someone entering a church that already has a mission statement, is just asking yourself, like, what can I, with the gifts that I've been given, um, contribute to the mission, right? So yeah. like for here, for us, as uh, connecting the disconnected, building the believer, it's obviously an outreach in reach focus. So it's a wide variety of things that you can ask yourself, like, okay, what can I contribute or what, what gift has God given me that I can give to help build the believer or connect the disconnected? And so it no longer becomes this idea of like, oh, I don't like this statement, it doesn't make sense, or it's not something I would pick. Yeah. But it teaches us to take that humility of saying, what can I give, what can I contribute to the leadership of this team? And especially for staff members, I think that's so important mm -hmm. because people are looking yeah. up to you in this mission. Like, if you yourself can't get behind the mission, you're just going to discourage other people from wanting to get behind it as well. Hmm. I, uh, I grew up in a church... Um, that I think was very half and half. Um, some, some people wanted to reach those who had never stepped foot in the church. And some people just wanted to continue on how things have always been. Mm. Um, and when I mean it was half and half, I, I would say, you know, probably the, the entire congregation was the same. And there was this, um, just vast, unnecessary <laughs> amount of problems, yeah. um, that happened because of that. And um, a vast ununification. Is that a word? Disunification? Sure. Let's just say it is. English. Non, non unification. Disunifying. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, there was that uh, between the staff as well. Mm. And I, we, we existed to where it was the um, split up services. Um, and I'm, I'm losing all of my words today, but you know, first service we had hymns and, and it was all traditional and there was a, a piano and sometimes even an organ, I think maybe. And then second service, uh, we would do, you know, modern stuff as in Chris Tomlin. Um, <laughs> and I think that in itself was a problem for the congregation, um, because mm. there was two different types of people you had, you had the type of people who like we've talked about, are those who only want to deal with um, the hymns and who only want to do this. And then you have the second service people who only want the um, the, the new stuff. and the light machine. Yeah, mm -hmm. who, who only want that. And either one of those, there's no problem with at all. Um, but when you're trying to do this mixed service and, and when you're trying to have your church be split up like that, it does exactly that. Hmm. Um and I think that's a problem that stems from the staff and, yeah. and a pastoral leadership not knowing exactly the, the direction they want to take their church. That's interesting. I've never actually been part of like a uh, church that does split services like that, um, but I have heard about it happening. And the common consensus seems to be like exactly that a bit of disunification. Uh, people that come to first service don't know exactly what happens second service and vice versa. And uh, I wonder why do churches do that? But also, um, so let's say for a church like us that 
kind of leans a little more towards the modern production thing. And obviously, we know that we have people that really love hymns. Um, <laughs> so, like, how do we kind of get past that that uh, feeling of possible discommunication that people can have? And also, it's been cool to see, like, um, we haven't had too many complaints, and which I was surprised by because, I mean, we went from having outdoor services when I first came on. Oh. We went from having outdoor services when I first came on to um, like pretty good amount of production stuff, especially for a church our size, you know. And um, it was a pretty quick shift. Like as soon as we started doing services indoors, it was like that. Yeah. But um, it's uh, it's interesting to see and nice to see even just a bit of unification within our own congregation. Um, like just. The acceptance of, of mm-hmm. yeah, how things are going. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah, and I think that really speaks to, you know, how you move forward in missional unity is like, first and foremost, you just have to execute it. Um, you look, have to, right, you have to talk with your team, like, okay, what does this look like and mm-hmm. what is our mission, right? And how, mm-hmm. again, going back to that, what can I contribute to it? But then actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Again, I think the interesting thing about ministry is we can always have these big dreams and then it feels like, it's going to take forever to shift the boat to go in a different direction. All it takes is just the consistency of action and execution. I mean, I think about for us at this church, you know, we do obviously deal with that balance, that tug between let's go back to the 1950s and (laughs) do only hymnals on an organ and 2030 where it's like, if there's no fog machine, there's no Holy spirit. (laughs) Amen. All right. (laughs) People are wild, but it's honestly just the execution of propelling that mission to have one people understand it right because i think again at a staff level we know the mission because we're having meetings and it's our job and it's what we do to like Hmm. get behind this mission Mm -hmm. but for lay people who work at another job from nine to five for five days a week and then come to the church once a week they might not even know what it is and so Mm -hmm. living out the mission is just as important as knowing the mission and i think that's how you Again, just bridge that gap. And I think that's why even looking at our mission statement, like it's two completely different things, but we unify it through the execution of commitment to both. Yeah. I When I first came here, um, I saw it on the wall <laughs> above, our, above our stage, above, um, above where we you know, do worship and preach and everything. It, it's the big, in big letters, um, connecting the disconnected, build the believer. And when I saw that, I went... Gross. Why is this <laughs> Times New Roman looking <laughs> font up there? Um, and I still desperately want to change how it looks. Uh, <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> and, um, but I've come to realize, like, no, that's important. Hmm. That yeah. people that walk in the door can tell immediately this is, this is what they're about. Um, and uh, I think that exactly you know Nate like what you were saying we have to live it out and it's not just words that exist on a wall that people all see in times new roman hmm. um but it's it's how we execute our services even you know yeah. how how from start to finish we can prove that this is exactly what we're about and um you know what we haven't hit on is our second part of of our mission which is building um each believer we have and I think we're all unified in the understanding that 
we can do things to reach people and that's great. And we can have a, a haze machine um, and we can have the newest songs. We can have <laughs> the coolest videos, whatever. But if we're not investing in the people that we currently have right now, yep. um, then our, our mission is useless. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That's good. Yeah. I think it just really speaks to that understanding that we need to do it and not just know it. And it just encourages us to want to love our people better. Um, and then it's always just encouraging too, like as you're doing it, as you're, you know, in the mission, one, you get more excited about the mission. Yep. And then two, it's that much more joyful when other people catch the mission, the other people that aren't in the meetings. Um, and so I think it's just that twofold joy of just like, wow, not only am I getting to participate in the mission that God has placed on this church, um, you know, for this time, but we're actually seeing the fruits of that commitment to unity in our mission that other people now get to love and enjoy and get excited. And it's just like, you know, when it, it really changes it from going to the church to going to my church and yeah. it really starts again with the yeah. unity of mission. Yeah. And like we were talking about how that just extends from the staff down, um, I think one of the most important things to happen in a church uh, for unification is trust. Um, mm. And that's been something that I know we've all <laughs> been handed very easily here. <laughs> yeah. um, and, sure. and I think that's the thing that, you know, the majority of us are the most thankful for mm -hmm. um, because we've been thrown into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> what? <Nah. laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, I think a, a lot of, us who are in this room and probably a lot of people who are watching this right now, if you're in a small church ministry, you're, you're kind of entrusted with a lot. Mm. Um, and that's, that's a good thing. I, you know, we were just talking about the church that I grew up in and I always tell the story of, uh, I was there for 18 years. Um, and my senior year of high school, I was the intern there. And I mean, as soon as, uh, I got out of school early for the internship. So as soon as, you know, one o'clock rolled around, I'd be at the church and then I'd be there until who knows when at night, <laughs> you know, 10, 11, whatever. Um, and I would, I would work with my youth pastor and we'd, we'd do all these things and, and, and it was great and I loved it, but I asked if I could have a key hmm. and they didn't give me one. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, <laughs> and there's a lot of security things and, and we all know that, but, um, I think that was the most like, I guess, uh, untrusted that yeah. I, that I ever felt. And I was like, guys, you, you've known me for 18 years. Right, <laughs> like right. I, I spent 40 hours a week here for no pay <laughs> and <laughs> I want a key in case I forget something or to, to let myself in a, in a locked door, you know, like to, right. to get into a closet or something. And, mm -hmm. and they would only allow me to like borrow my youth pastor's key. And then Jeez. showing up here, it was like, oh, you are a ministry student. You play an instrument. Here's the keys to the church. Here's the entire like service flow. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. literally. Yeah. Um, figure everything out yourself. You got it. No, that's a hundred percent true. And that's like, I had a very similar experience um, once I took over for the old tech director. Uh, he literally just took the keys off of his belt, handed them to me, 
It's like, all right, you have the tr- the keys to every room in this building, and uh, you're entrusted with all these passwords, and make sure that nothing crashes and burns, <laughs> and uh, it's you on your own from now on. Yeah. But yeah. luckily, it wasn't exactly me on my own, because at the time, uh, it was kind of you and me running everything. And it was pretty easy to uh, trust each other pretty quickly. Um, I mean, we've just been pretty good friends for a while, but also we had to no matter what. Yeah, no, for sure. Because <laughs> otherwise it would all just crash and burn. Um, so that's been a huge blessing. But that kind of brings it back to what you said is the thing that we're probably all most thankful for is that we can trust each other and we know this. Like, that's just part of right. the core now. Um and since we were thrown into it so quickly, uh, I think that trust is going to stick around for quite some time and uh, show itself in some cool ways. So, yeah. And I think even, you know, we say this, and, and like we said, we've been really blessed here at this church to be able to have that. And so mm-hmm. uh, I want to speak especially to other young ministers that are walking into a church. I think mm. um, whether we like it or not, our age can affect just mm-hmm. even kind of go before the level of trustworthiness that someone can instill in us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us, you know, like as 20 year old <laughs> dudes, like we've just been blessed that they're like, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Like, we'll, you know, we'll put you in place. And, you know, our, I think it's just uh, a testament to just the work Jesus has been doing in us mm-hmm. that like we walk into a place and, and we know what we want to do. We want to serve him. We want to love him. Yeah. Um, and so I just want to encourage, you know, to any of the listeners who, who maybe are struggling with that, like, Hey, yeah, I'm only 25, but I feel like the church doesn't trust me because they don't think I have enough experience or I'm old enough. I just want to encourage you just keep loving Jesus, which might be obvious, but keep doing that and make that known. And I think that alone will speak volumes, one, to the maturity of your walk with Christ, but two, in just your maturity and age. Because I think a lot of times it can be really hard, um, you know, again, for a pastor that's been at this one church for 20, 30, 40 years mm. to say, here comes this 20 something year old person thinking they can just walk right in and lead the same way we mm-hmm. do. Like, mm-hmm. it ain't no way. But when you allow the spirit to guide you and go before you, um, I think that just speaks really to what it means to to have that maturity in Christ. And I think that would speak volumes to just building that trust in your team, which again, leads to unity. Mm. Yeah. yeah, there's also a, a trust that, that you might have to have if you're a, a young person coming in. Um, I trust that other people know more than you. Um, mm, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, really. good segue. I, I trust that, you know, someone who's been doing this for 40 years or who knows how long um, mm-hmm. might know how to handle a situation better. Um, yep. And not saying that young people can't have good ideas, uh, or else I guess we wouldn't be doing a podcast. Probably. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> but um, there is that that trust that it's not just from the top down. It's the from mm. the down up as That's well. Good. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that even as well, when we think about it, it allows us um, to not only want to do the mission, but also defend the mission. I think mm. it, when we think about the mutual trust that is recommended and required in our unity. Um, it teaches us not only to be excited about it, but also kind of to like defend it to like, yeah, this is what I believe. And you know, if you disagree with that, obviously we're not going to be like, that's still the fighting words. Like, we're gonna, you know, <laughs> I'll see you in the back, but it like, it, it stirs in you like a desire to want to make it known and then clear the air for any, this, disunity or like distrust because when people walk in, it's like that mission doesn't make sense. It's like, 
No, it does because it's been working, you know, for this amount of years mm -hmm. and we want to see it move forward in this many amount of years and just continue to stick to it. And I think even when there's people on the team who disagree with the mission or, or you know, are kind of like working in that disunity, like it wants you to like, hey, we're in this together. And like, even mm -hmm. if you're not necessarily happy about it or like, this isn't my favorite thing to do. Again, it goes back to that humility of like, but you know, we need to move forward unified as a team. Like you can't just be upset about it and then make it known that you're upset about it. And then again, the whole thing falls apart and then we get back to square one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just think too, it's just that twofold measure of, you know, when you get to do it, you love it. And when you love it, you defend it. And when you defend it, you get to know it. And when you know it, you love it. So hmm, like that. <laughs> All in one breath. Ayo. <laughs> Impressive, my guy. <laughs> well, I think as we're, as we're talking about unity, um, we can we can probably end with our our closing question, mm. um, obviously that we have. Uh, and my my question, um, as we're talking about trust, as we're talking about unity, is if you had to jump off of a bridge, um, uh, okay, with anything anything strapped to you except a bungee cord or a parachute, hmm. what would you choose? Ooh an interesting level of trust <laughs> yes oh man um oh easy uh i would jump off with the hand glider <laughs> yeah, you played yourself <laughs> that's good that's I, good I would say a hand nice. glider because then you can have it with someone else too so then i invite anyone else to jump off with me like hey level of trust bingo nice <laughs> nice nice yep i'd say the closest thing to that i'm not going to take your answer but um <laughs> So you said no parachute and no, what was it? No bungee cords. No bungee cords. Got you. In that case, a very, very large cloth. Because you could use it. You could you could tie <laughs> it up and make it into a parachute, even though it's not its own parachute. MacGyver. This question really backfired on you, man. It really did. I love this. Um, I'd say for me, if I had anything strapped to me, it'd be a lot of jello. Um, oh? So that when How I, much? When I, just a, a lot. <laughs> a lot of jello. So that way, when I jump off the bridge, I can just turn... Like you know, backwards and then land Point. in a gelatinous uh, mm. pillow. Amen. <laughs> I win pillow. that question. That's going in my quote book. <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, y'all, thank you for tuning in today. I hope that our talk about unity and our talk about trust can you know help guide how your ministry um, operates and yeah. and you know if. If there's a part of your mission that maybe your your staff isn't too connected on, um, to spend some time understanding, like, hey, this is this is why we believe that, and getting mm -hmm. everyone on board. Mm -hmm. um, so, without further ado, I'll play us out of here. All Let's right, go. Uh, Lord, we thank you, God, for the fact that your church is. God, it's a symbol of unity, um, that the body of Christ is a, is a symbol of all things coming together, and that, Lord, the local churches, that the global churches, that everyone um, who may be from a, another church listening to this podcast, Lord, is all part of the same body. Um, so, God, I pray that we can understand that the mission um, that we all have is to just glorify you and to get your name out into the world, um, and that whether there be disunity um, among staffs, among just congregations, Lord, that you put it to the dirt, God, um, 
because the only thing that's worthy and the only thing that matters is that you um, and your mission continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I pray that you bless each and every listener, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys, and we will see you next week. Thank you.